coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. What? Pokemon Go Festival is evolving. Congratulations, your festival has evolved into a disaster. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you, Patrick? Uh, also pretty good. My, yeah. my burn is healing pretty well. Wow, yeah, yeah. That looks much better. Yeah, it's just like a little pink line on my wrist now. So now, after a, about a week, are you still thinking... You weren't sure if you were going to get a scar. I think no scar. Okay. I'm guessing no scar. Is, are you sad about that? Because I think a, a cool scar... Is worth having. I don't... Well, a cool scar, yes, is worth having. There's no good war story with this one, right? It's just... I was trying to make... It's an opportunity to embellish. (laughs) Sure, sure. I was wrestling with the toaster oven. Great. It was out of control. Yes. It was uh, threatening my girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. We were both very hungry. (laughs) It was withholding food, threatening to burn the house down. (laughs) No, I'm doing much better now uh weather report it's been nice it's i been don't know nice. not like much change yeah i think it's i think it's gradually getting cooler yes but those of us in la know mm-hmm. that it, that's just a faint it will get warmer right at the end of august early september remind me when this breaks like november when, uh, do, when do we stop being too hot i feel like you know like Usually by mid-October, we're feeling pretty good. Okay. All right. And the rainy season, such as it is, yeah, eventually comes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just looking for some sweet, sweet release. Well, why don't we look for that release in our guest weather this week? Yeah. Our guest weather this week is Quito, Ecuador, uh, which seems to be, for being like on the equator, kind of chill. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like there, it is, uh, you know, nighttime there as we record this, but it looks like they are rocking mid-60s, kind of a lot of humidity, but, uh, you know, it's basically the rainforest, so that seems fine, yeah. right? Big ups to our Ecuadorian listeners. Yep. Big ups. Grande ups. Mark, what have you been playing this week? So, Splatoon 2. Oh, yes. Of course, was released last week, and we've been digging into that, but we won't be talking about it too much on this show, because we're going to be talking about it on Thursday. That's right. So get in all of your Splatoon playing time and uh, tune in for that. We, we, I didn't finish the single player, did you? The, no, I didn't finish no, okay, the single not player. Even, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then not Nintendo related, so mm. breaking the format a little bit, but uh, the Destiny 2 beta... Yeah came out and um i you were a big destiny one guy yeah i put yeah. a lot of time into that game uh played some destiny 2 the beta does not have very much in it it's like there's an opening story mission and then one strike and that's pretty much all i did because i'm not a pvp person yeah in destiny um and it was fine like the strike was would is like a step up from most strikes in the previous game Mm -hmm. but the thing that was most interesting to me is we had talked about before and on the show we had brought it up that 
I was looking to get a pro controller for the Nintendo Switch Mm -hmm. when Splatoon 2 came out because I wasn't sure that I would like the Joy-Con grip, especially playing like a uh, shooter, I guess, on the Joy-Con grip. And after playing with the Joy-Con grip for the, on the switch for so many months and only occasionally picking it up picking up the uh DualShock or 4 what do they call it what Yeah, is, it's a DualShock is, 4. Yeah. Yeah. The it's, They're very con- they're consistent with the numbering. <laughs> so the the PlayStation 4 uses the DualShock 4. That makes sense. Perfect. Um it, it's too big. Oh. It felt too big like I have grown very accustomed I really like the Joy-Con grip, which kind of surprises me because the button layout configuration is a little interesting. Right. Um, but, but it really I, works for me. Yeah, and you train your hands with uh, you know, 200 hours of uh, Breath of the Wild, and it doesn't matter what, <laughs> what yeah, your preferences are. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So it was really hard for me to go back to using a DualShock 4 hmm. for Destiny. I thought I would like drop back into it really easy because I had spent so much time in the original game. But not so much. And so now I'm thinking maybe I won't get a pro controller. I don't wow, see the bold. need. Especially because after I put uh, quite a few hours into Splatoon 2 as well and was doing fine. So yeah. I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage not using it. Um, on the topic of controllers, uh, I came into possession of a 8-bit dough uh, SNES Pro 30 controller. Um, this is the uh, controller that a Bitdo makes that is a, uh, effectively a, a small Super Nintendo controller with uh, two analog thumbsticks on it that can be used on the Switch. Um, so it takes a little bit of finagling. You have to update the firmware, which is its own thing. On the controller itself? On the controller itself, yeah. And it looks like, what kind of, is it a lightning port? What, what it, or like a USB, a it's mini just, USB yeah, port? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mini USB port. And so do you have to connect it to a computer? Yes. Okay. Um, to, to, uh, to download the, the firmware update and um, then update that. And then it's just like, you know, little tricks you have to remember to like when you turn it on you have to hold the y button to put it into switch mode so it can communicate with the switch um but then it's got most of the functionality of pro controller without the motion um so it's been great for uh mario kart um especially when compared to yeah as like a second controller um or you know now with one pro and the set of joy cons i've got four controllers so you can you know I've I've now rounded out the uh, controller library there. Is it easy to pair it to the Switch itself? I mean, once you've updated the firmware, and do you just is it just Bluetooth? Is that how you do it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and so like the the first time I paired it with with the Switch, there's a little bit of like, um, I had to watch a video tutorial to walk me through it. But now, um, when I start the Switch up, I can't turn it on from the uh from the 8-BitDo controller, but as soon as the switch is on, I can just hit uh, L and R on that controller and it syncs right away. That's cool. It looks really cool. It, yeah, it's it's got like a little bit of a um, regular NES aesthetic to it, uh, like the black and red um, and like kind of gray. It's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, and yeah, so re- re- recommended. And uh, I can use it to play on you know, a computer or anything if I find myself, you know, really needing to play Owlboy or something. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah, but that that's that is the other thing. I use it to play a little bit of uh, Mighty Gunbolt Versed. 
burst. Hold on, none of that's right. Mighty Gunvolt burst, um, and uh, Shovel Knight, and some other stuff. Like it, it's gonna be really good for that kind of game. And does it feel satisfying? Like mm-hmm. the like the click, the clickiness of the buttons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it it all feels good. Like it in no way feels like a uh, you know, th- third party controller. I guess for me has the connotation of like this is a bad controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that paradigm is just gone now you know that a third-party controller can be just as good as something nintendo or microsoft or sony makes um i also spent a little bit of time this week playing the hey pikmin demo uh we'll talk about that uh, i guess a little bit more when we get to the new releases because the game is coming out this week um but man if you don't have a way to prop up your 3ds while playing this game you can't play it really well because it is <clears throat> you play it with your left hand is on the thumbstick. That's how you control Olimar. And your right hand with the stylus controls the Pikmin. So, like, you tap it to, like, throw the Pikmin around the screen. So, you're holding the 3DS with one hand. And, like, it's not a heavy machine, but it's too heavy to hold with one hand, especially while you're pushing against it with the other hand. Because do you also need, like, does the uh, little C-stick nub or the buttons, do you use those those at all? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you can use the buttons. You can use the ABXY buttons as a as a D-pad if you're left-handed and using the stylus with your left gotcha. hand. Gotcha. Um, but that's it. Um, so it, it's exactly like uh, Kid Icarus Uprising in that regard, where, like, it's the the control works if you have a way to have this thing suspended in front of you i was playing with my stand um which seemed like a necessity it doesn't the three levels that are in the demo are all super easy and not particularly engaging um but uh you know it looks cute sounds cute yeah I mean, sort of is pikmin it, it doesn't look that promising like do you have any intention of picking it up i do not yeah same but, here uh, mark should we move into with that should we move into the new releases? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So a lot coming out on Switch this week. Mm. Um, so July 25th, which is today. Is that right? That's right. That yeah, is right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Fate Extella, the Umbral Star is coming out on Switch. Okay. Um, I, it's appears it's an rpg of some sort sure <laughs> features wasn't anime babes boom anime babes uh, <laughs> um and then also infinite mini golf comes out on the eShop today i don't know anything about infinite mini golf i don't really either well if you want to play mini golf and never stop playing mini golf that may be the game for you <laughs> on july 27th on the 3ds eShop, kid trip is coming out and on the as a new 3DS eShop exclusive swipe, I don't know what swipe is. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to know about all these releases. No, that's no. impossible. Plus, there's some other cool stuff coming up. Yeah, on, that we're actually the excited about. Yeah. So on the 27th, on the Switch eShop, there's Cubics Paint, Physical Contact Speed, which you might be saying to yourself, didn't you talk about that last week? Yes, of course we did. <laughs> of course the release date changed. Of course we're not going to talk about it anymore. The Neo Geo game for the week is Super Sidekicks. Which is a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> One that we are, I think both of us are excited for mm-hmm. is Overcooked, the special edition. Yes. And this Finally. was Finally. This was announced 
uh, the release date was announced really recently. Yeah, I think today. It might have been today. Mm-hmm. It's coming out on Thursday. And by today, we of course mean yesterday. Right, Monday. Because you are listening to this the day it comes out. Of Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Overcooked Special Edition comes out. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, this game was featured in the Nindies Direct mm-hmm. that we had a few months back. I'd love to have another one of those. Another, uh, like another Nindies Showcase? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but also, I just want the games that were already announced to come out. Stardew Valley. Pocket Rumble. <laughs> Supposed to be March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stardew Valley, summer, you still got a little bit of time. I'm not angry, just anxious. Right. Not angry yet. And then Ultra Hyperball also comes out for the Switch eShop on the 27th. And then on the 28th, big, big day. New Nintendo hardware. Mm -hmm. The new Nintendo 2DS XL is released that day. Mm -hmm. Along with two games. Hey, hey, Pikmin. Hey, Hey, Pikmin. The Metopia. Mm-hmm. It's just called Metopia. There's no the in front of it. <laughs> the Metopia. And uh, there's some Pikmin series amiibo that are coming out. It's just a one. It's just one amiibo of. Uh, it's like a a statue with some Pikmin on it, but it's just one amiibo. Oh, okay. And then, so are you gonna get a 2DS XL? So I've got one pre-ordered through GameStop. Smart. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, I just, I am very interested in it. Yes. I, and this is probably a dumb thing to do, but I'm going to wait till there's a game that I want mm. for it, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm thinking is going to be Samus Returns or the Return of Samus. What, what Samus Returns. Samus yeah. Returns. Um, but I have a feeling that other people will be doing the same thing and it may be difficult to acquire one once I actually want to. So maybe I should just pick mine up on Friday and I'm, just have it. I mean, I... I just in case. I, I would say only do that if you know you're going to get one in the future, for sure. Because you already have a new 3DS. That's right. That has all the functionality of the 2DS. Yeah, and I don't really want to transfer it over. I have just talked myself out of buying Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I am... From your perspective, the only reason... If I were you, <laughs> yeah, okay. which I am not, right? This is Mark's voice, and this is Patrick's voice. If I were you, uh, the only reason I would buy it is so you could, is so I could lord it over you, you being Mark in this scenario, and this is Patrick's voice. <laughs> when you, Mark, uh-huh. do not have one, but if I, me, uh-huh. as me, uh-huh. Patrick, Patrick, this is Patrick's voice. Yeah, if I pick up the two DS. XL, mm-hmm. new 2DS XL, yes. to lord over you when you do not have it, then I will have it and could, in fact, sell it to you. Yeah, that, yeah. At, I, at market value. Or more. Or marked up value. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think I'm going to try to get one eventually. Yeah. But not right now. Um, and then for the Switch eShop, also on July 28th is Namco Museum. Complete with Pac-Man Versus. So I would say most of Namco Museum, a little bit of a snore. Yeah, I mean, unless you're an arcade hound, which... Who is? Who is? Uh, but Pac-Man Versus is a big deal um, because it is not available in a lot of different formats. The last time it was out was on um, GameCube, and it used the 
the Game Boy Advance peripheral to so one person controls Pac-Man and the other three players control ghosts and the ghosts are playing on the TV and they have like a limited space that they can see on the map and Pac-Man has the whole screen on the Game Boy Advance where he's trying to avoid the ghosts um, and the way that this works uh, on the Switch is that um, if you want to play four player games you need to have um, the, the two switches two, you have to have two switches talking to each other and one person will be controlling um, Pac-Man on one switch while the three ghosts are on the other it seems super cool and I really want to play this game <laughs> um, I don't care about Dig Dug or Galaga or whatever um, but I may be picking this up just to play Pac-Man Versus. Well, and we talked about this last week, but the cool thing is you could pick it up. I could download the like download play thing, yeah. and we would be able to play the multiplayer on our two Switches. Yeah, super cool. And yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer that you need like a second person to get that full Pac-Man Versus experience, but, uh, you know, I we'll do, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll get it done. Well, it's a, there is a way to do it with a single console right where three players teaming up to chase down a computer controlled pac-man yeah it's not really the the complete experience though of like the the sort of lopsided multiplayer of one versus three just sort of three people working together against a computer so uh the namco museum being released on the 28th i just i don't understand nintendo's like their release windows for switch games where you know, there's not a, a one specific day where everything that's coming out on the eShop will be released. Right. And one specific day where things like physical like uh, physical releases are coming out. They kind of kind of do that where a lot of times it's Tuesdays, the physical releases and Thursdays are the eShop releases. But right. Then and, and then so there are Friday physical releases as well, like Splatoon just was. Right. And those are usually Nintendo first party titles. Yeah. They release on Fridays. But... Namco Museum isn't a first-party title. It's also coming... It's an eShop exclusive that's coming out on Friday when all the other eShop titles are coming out on Thursday. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't really get it either. It's, it also feels weird to have it come out... Like, all the rest of the new releases that day are 3DS and 2DS, you know, uh, exclusive, which is like, yeah, that makes sense. You're launching new hardware. Why? Why is there software for the other machine on that same day? And why, you know, is next week? Are we going to go back to having like one game released on the eShop? Right? Like, yeah. why not like yeah. st- make these releases make more sense? Like, stagger them out instead of feast and famine. And where's Pocket Rumble? Where's Pocket? Where's Stardew Valley? Look, I'm not angry. I no, know you we're, said summer, we're not but mad. You still have weeks, but please give us a sign. All right, those are the new releases for next week. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer, a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark... What are we talking about today? Chicken nuggets. We're talking about chicken nuggets. Now, you are a vegetarian. That's correct. And you have been for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but previous to be, uh, giving up meat, did you eat chicken nuggets? Yes. And especially as a kid, 
I ate a lot of chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. I would even go specifically chicken McNuggets. Yes. Loved me some chicken McNuggets. So out of, let's see, there's chicken McNuggets. There's, and then the other restaurants like Wendy's, Burger King, Carl's Jr. I guess Carl's Jr. has like Hardy's stars. Carl's Jr., right? Yeah, they have like star-shaped chicken things. Yeah. Burger King has... They had like longer, they've like got like oblong. Yeah, they're like chicken tenders almost, yes, yes. but they they are neither. Look, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna be like ranking these things, which I think we are. Okay, great. <laughs> I just want to toss Burger King's right out. Yeah, they're. I uh, I agree that they are the grossest. They're weirdly peppery. Sure. Yeah, they are very peppery. Uh, sidebar, real fast. Have yeah. you ever had the Burger King chicken fries? Yes. So I would say these are not nuggets. Right, right, yeah, they, and they're not even really tenders; they're their own strange invention. Yeah, they. I feel like they're always burnt, at least a little bit. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like whatever they're like this size, we fry them for this amount of time. And you're like, no, you burn them, <laughs> and now they're burnt. I like them in theory, <laughs> but in practice, I find them lacking usually. Sure, but would you put them above Burger King's normal chicken tenders? I mean, yes, but only in an arbitrary ranking wherein I have to say that one Burger King chicken nuggety product is better than the other. And that is the scenario right. you find yourself. <laughs> All uh, right, great. Okay, so... Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. So you mentioned Wendy's. Uh-huh. Now, Wendy's currently only has chicken nuggets. They used to have spicy chicken <gasps> they nuggets. They don't have spicy anymore? They don't have spicy anymore. Weird. This is something I'm keeping track of despite <laughs> the fact that I don't eat chicken anymore. That's how much I like Wendy's chicken and Wendy's spicy chicken specifically. So I, that's disappointing to hear. Mm-hmm. That being said, it does not change my ranking, which would still be McDonald's at top. Uh huh. Um, followed by Wendy's. Right. Followed by Carl's Jr. Hardee's. So I'm not actually sure that I've had Carl's Jr. Hardee's. They're eerily similar to Burger King tenders. Okay. So, but they're in a heart shape. So moderately better. Uh, what what other ones are we missing? There has to be like some other. Well, are there so any other big ones? Arby's has chicken tenders mm-hmm. that are surprisingly good. Like they are. There's like a lot of white meat in them, and the breading is like kind of crispy and like it's like more. You know, like they, they, it it almost seems not fair to lump them in. Do with you remember this. when McDonald's had chicken selects, which yes. were like kind of more like what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. They don't have those anymore either. Yeah, and I feel like they, they should not be part of the... Because I, I, if... Look, if I could... If I were eating meat, um, I would, every restaurant I go to, order chicken tenders. <laughs> because they're so good. Um, it's like the perfect meal. Yeah, it's delicious. You can dunk it in sauces. So, I, th- I mean, I think I agree with you, with the exception that I don't really know what the uh carl's hard sure, uh, yeah. nugget is that's fair um but you do eat like the veggie chicken nuggets yeah i do and where would you put where would i mean i know it's not really fair but life isn't fair so where would you put those <laughs> uh, honestly i put them above everything else because i can eat them okay all right <laughs> i i and we're, everyone we're can hear purely, you rolling your we're, eyes <laughs> we're talking purely flavor town Purely flavored. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, I'm not sure I remember what um, McDonald's chicken nuggets taste like anymore. I think, and this is from somebody who has eaten chicken nuggets probably today? too recently. <laughs> not today, but very recently. Uh-huh. Um, 
I think I will never know. I will never know what Mark thinks. I'll tell uh, you off mic. All right, <laughs> great. Oh, but then I'll know and no one else will. We were accompanied today by Paul Espinoza on the mandolin. Mark, that was a good conversation about chicken nuggets. Let's move into the news. The first Pokemon Go festival was held this past weekend in Chicago, and oof, it turned out to be a huge disaster. Great. Let's hear about it. Who knew that getting, like, thousands of people into one very central location and having everybody try to open up their phone for a data-heavy app Mm -hmm. would crash the network? Uh, Also, who would have thought that gathering a bunch of people into an unshaded park in Chicago in July was going to be a problem? It was evidently way too hot and sticky. And there were long lines to get Mm -hmm. in. And that was even before everybody tried to capture the legendary Pokemon that was released. mm -hmm. Articuno. Was it? Uh, I thought it was Lugia. I feel like there were both. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I totally believe that. Um, and so basically, everybody tried to open it up, overwhelmed the cell towers. Every People were very upset. Yeah, uh, like, really mad at uh, uh, Niantic and, like, the, the organizers of the event um, when um, spokespeople from the developer, like, took the stage to explain what was going on or apologize. They were booed. Um, and met with chance of like, fix your game, <laughs> fix your game. I think people threw things at them, which not cool. Not cool. Look, not cool. Have you seen the video of people throwing bread at Smash Mouth? No. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. They were playing. They were playing some kind of like festival. This is in like the last like two or three years, um, and uh, people were throwing bread at Smash Mouth, and the lead singer was not happy. Is it like, I wonder if it's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type thing? I don't where think like, it is. It's not like a sign of respect. Was it a bread festival? I don't understand. It may have been a bread festival. Uh, so Niantic is apologizing profusely, of course. They're issuing refunds to every participant who bought tickets to the festival, which I didn't realize it was a ticketed event. Yeah, it, 20 bucks. So not, oh, okay. not, not huge. And then they're also gifting $100 of in-game currency to help make up for the issues. Uh, Lugia, the legendary will also be given to all attendees all registered attendees and then if you didn't attend you can start the process of capturing a legendary of your own because lugia uh, has started showing up for all players in raid battles uh i guess a sub news story here that we haven't been talking about because you and i are both pretty far past pokemon go at this point yeah um but the legendaries are in the game now and, and there are raid battles was that a thing before in, oh, it was not mark <laughs> i i obviously pokemon go is hugely successful continues to make millions of dollars a day mm-hmm. so they're doing fine but i can't believe the how long it has taken to get some of these features out that i feel like should have been rolling out immediately right like our part of what i would need to be invested in it from like from from the jump right yeah um and I guess it was all stuff that they had hoped to get, like raid battles in particular, was something that they hoped to have out earlier, but were just spent so much time just like uh, struggling to keep the network up because the game was way more popular than they anticipated, which is just an excuse. But I mean, a good so problem. It's, it's a comforting excuse. A good problem to have. Yeah. But also funny that one year out from Pokemon Go, we're experiencing basically the same problems that happened 
at Pokemon Go's launch, which like nobody could log in. It was crashing all the time. During Pokemon Go's launch, I'm going to bring this back around. I saw Smash Mouth <laughs> play at the Grove. And you threw bread at them. <laughs> no, I did catch a Pikachu, though. <laughs> Uh, the Wii U saw a new firmware update last week, bringing it to version 5.5.2. Hey! The update didn't seem to include much outside of the usual stability updates, but data miners found text within the system that seems to indicate the end might be near for Miiverse. Mm. Uh, the text, which is not currently live, allegedly reads, quote, the Miiverse service has ended, Miiverse and any software features that make use of Miiverse are now unavailable, end quote. Uh, Okay. So long, Miiverse. Yeah, I mean, well, not right now. It's still up. So long, Miiverse. <laughs> it's still going. But it makes sense that sometimes, in the, sometime in the future, they would pull the plug on supporting Miiverse. Uh, except that it's active in 3DS. That's the thing that a uh, platform that they've mm-hmm. pledged to continue to support. So that part doesn't make sense to me. It makes sense to pull the plug on Wii U. But... Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they're going to pull that, uh, like, that Miiverse connectivity uh, on... 3ds going forward i mean i guess guess we'll see it's so weird to me that like um what you know one of the big ways that i interacted with meverse on the switch was through the original splatoon and like posting drawings and stuff um oh you mean on the wii u yeah uh, sorry yes on, on on the wii u um and that's still present in uh splatoon 2 on the switch just without meverse right so like i don't they don't need Miiverse to do Miiverse things. Yeah. So, so long, Miiverse. <laughs> uh, eventually. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, pre-orders for the SNES Classic Edition were open last Friday for about 40 minutes on Walmart.com. I love this. Uh, there's confusion, though, as many, but not all of those pre-orders have been canceled, continue to be canceled. There are some people who still have theirs, but nobody really knows what's happening with it. There are customer service reps. There are reports of customer service reps telling people that pre-orders accidentally went live early. And so all the orders are going to be canceled. It's really unclear what's going on. So cards on the table. Did you pre-order a SNES from Walmart.com? No, I was at dinner when it happened. So I wasn't even aware. Did you? No, I also I also was not aware of it until after, after it had closed. Um. But if I had, and I have, and if I had not heard anything back, I would assume that my pre-order had been canceled. Like, wait, wait. I would assume that I did not get one. Oh, yeah, me too. I would yeah. operate, even if mine never got, like, officially canceled, yeah. I would operate under, under the assumption I was not getting one. Mm-hmm. So that way, I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> We're all just about... Life is about minimizing disappointment. It really is. Uh, Target has confirmed that they will be taking pre-orders for the SNES Classic Edition sometime in the future, but that's all they're saying. Who knows when it'll be? It might be happening right now. We'll like we won't know. Yeah, until it has happened and they're already sold out. And it looks like Walmart sold out in forty minutes, which is a long time. It is kind of a long time. I mean, maybe it was because people weren't expecting it, and so they didn't. It wasn't like crushed, but um, yeah. What well, Walmart's maybe a big it means, retailer, though. Like that's true. So maybe maybe they got more stock. Maybe it really was a huge mistake because if they're canceling all these pre-orders, it's not like they're intending to fulfill them. So right. So who knows? It's all a mess. So yeah. thank you, Nintendo of America. 
It's an enormous mess. Oh, and the ongoing communication about it? Mwah! <laughs> beautiful. Because <laughs> really, relationships are about communication. That's right. And Nintendo's excelling at that. Um, speaking of the Nintendo Classic Edition consoles, Nintendo filed trademarks for four different controllers in Europe on July 18th. The controllers were the NES controller, the SNES controller, the Switch controllers, and the N64 controller. So the N64 controller caught everyone's eye because the thing all of those, except for the N64 controller, have in common is they are in use by Nintendo currently. Now, so the speculation is that the N64 Classic Edition will be coming next is year. on the way. Yeah. Let me ask this. Maybe this is a dumb question. They needed, so they filed trademarks for, but it's a already a piece of hardware that they have manufactured in the past. Is it just like re-upping on the? So I think what the trademark is is an actual like is a line drawing. Yeah. Of these devices. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're filing a trademark on the actual hardware. They're. I think what they're filing is like. Uh, you know, on the top of the classic edition of the yes, like NES yes. classic edition mm-hmm. box, they have that like line art of the um, NES controller in broad and like broader, like bold strokes. Yeah, got it's it. that for the N64 controller, I think, is what they are trademarking is that actual image. Uh, well, consistent with things we've theorized before, right? That uh, if they are continuing down this track, it would make perfect sense for them to release a. Uh, Nintendo 64 Classic Edition next holiday. What do you think? Another like $20 bump? So are we looking at $100? Maybe 20 games? You know, like, do we, do you think that's a dynamic that we should expect to continue? Uh, man, what an interesting que- question. I think you and I could have a, an entire conversation about what we think the N64 Classic would be or could be or should be um, and cannot be for a number of reasons. There can't be any rare games on there, you know, like Banjo-Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. There probably can't, but also Microsoft and Nintendo, you know, like they sometimes have these uh, chummy relationships. So I I would never, never say never, but I agree that it seems unlikely. Yeah. Oh, I would say especially for uh, Banjo, um, because it... If not both uh, Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, then just Banjo-Kazooie was recently released on the Rare Replay collection, which is a Microsoft exclusive at the moment. Um, but I mean, like, GoldenEye is, is a problem just because the license for the James Bond right. um, IP is, I'm sure, tied up in some weird ways. Yeah, with, like, Activision or something at this point. Uh, yeah. So it would be... And if you release it without... Goldeneye. Yeah. That's a huge omission. Huge omission. Because, I mean, so much of what made the Nintendo 64 great was specific to the time. Um, like, you know, Mario Kart 64, great at the time. I, I think we people would have a really hard time going back to that now. Um, and I think the same is true of Goldeneye, but the name has such draw that, like, if, you know, the opportunity to play Goldeneye on a Nintendo 64 Classic again would be its own kind of reward. Uh, what do you think? So Super Nintendo Classic comes packed with two controllers. What do you think about this one? I would... I mean, who two. Two minimum. Okay. Um, 
but I four would be ideal, but I don't think we'll I don't think they would come with four. If it doesn't come with four, you're never gonna get four. Right. Unless they make a lot of them, which ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Very funny, Mark. But yeah, that would be the ideal way to play it. Or at least Goldeneye. That's the thing, is it's really all... Pre- or I guess Mario Kart. Goldeneye, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong 64 had a four-player mode. If Diddy Kong Racing is in there, that would be another one. Um, I think you could do four-player on, like, Wave Race. Probably Excite... Is it Excite Bike 64 or Excite Truck? That's the Wii one. I, I mean, th- there are four-player games, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe for, like, $100, $120. Yeah, I wonder at what point you like trip that, uh, like, what's the line where it becomes too much? Also, I mean, we don't have to dwell on this too much because it's all theoretical, but right. at some point, the N64 controller is big and bulky, yes. and shipping two of those in a box yeah, is it's, a lot. It's going to be a big Shipping mich- four yeah. of those in a box is, like, Enormous. too much. Yeah. Also, do they have rumble packs? Great question. So, Star Fox, that's another one. <laughs> yeah. Another four-player game. Yeah. So I, I th- once you get past the 16-bit era, it gets a lot more complicated. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Platoon 2's first actual Splatfest has been announced for the first weekend in August. In North America and Europe, players are being asked to choose between mayonnaise and ketchup. This seems like an incredibly easy choice to me. <laughs> yeah. Like ketchup. Ketchup all day, every day. Yeah, I, I can see... I think mayonnaise is more of a regional thing, right? Like, isn't that more of like a Canadian slash European condiment? I definitely think ketchup is less popular in both of those places. Yeah. Um, do you know who's representing which condiment? I think it's Pearl is mayonnaise. Ketchup is uh, Marina. But that's purely on in the logo. Uh, mayonnaise is on the left. And right. so I'm assuming that's, that's where Pearl, Pearl is. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, then mayonnaise doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if they like specifically were like, I don't know. May- this one seems l- less desirable. Yeah. Less sexy. What do you want to say, Mark? <laughs> I don't I guess that. All those things. Um, but yeah, I think mayonnaise is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So I got nothing against mayonnaise. What are you saying? What team are you on? Uh, I have not yet picked a side. Can we pick sides yet? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'll play on Team Ketchup so I can play with you. <laughs> <laughs> but if if it weren't, I, I I would I would have to think about it a little bit. That's crazy to me. I would just no. I mean, I I respect <laughs> you still. <laughs> I'm just saying that's crazy to me. All right. Uh, that was an extreme <laughs> reverse on that. <laughs> <laughs> Only makes me think you don't respect me at all. <laughs> there are new Splatoon 2 rewards available on the North American My Nintendo portal now. These are the same rewards available on the European store. Uh, I'm bringing this up mostly as an opportunity so I can complain about how terrible the My Nintendo rewards are. Uh, so wait a minute. When you say there are Splatoon 2 rewards, what does that mean? It's like wallpapers for your phone, I guess. Mm. Um, and can't down can't download those anywhere. <laughs> there's a there's maybe a theme. There's a theme for like your 3ds. Maybe a theme for your Switch. Like they did this with uh, Hey Pikmin, I think as well. Like basically the hey! ro- <laughs> Pikmin <laughs> was that your neighbor? Yeah, <laughs> poking his head in the window. <laughs> um, 
Because your life is a sitcom. Uh, yeah, I just feel like the rewards have been really bad ever since they started my Nintendo mm-hmm. versus, what was it, Club Nintendo before? Yeah. Where they would actually send out physical rewards. Yeah, I mean, I've used some of the um, digital rewards just to get to buy other games for less than I would otherwise. Right, they do discounts fairly often. Yeah, but I mean, that's... In some ways, it feels bad to use your coins on a sale, which is just like an opportunity for you to give them money for something. Um, like, I wasn't going to buy the game anyway, but uh, it's 30% off, I'll do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you that I'm, I'm not super excited about the My Nintendo rewards. I, I wonder if they have any intention of changing that or making it better. Um, part of me believes that we are still sort of in like the like out there in the wild beta for switch um and that once the online service is live and mario odyssey is out and it's the holidays that that's when like the system is really like out ready for prime time and so we'll see if any of that probably not translated yeah i i don't think it will i think they transitioned away from club nintendo specifically so they don't have to send out those cool physical rewards anymore. Yeah, it's a great point. So I think those days are over. And of course, with the launch of Splatoon 2 came the launch of the Nintendo Switch online app for smart devices. Do we want to talk about this now or do we want to talk about it more on Thursday? Let's talk about it more on Thursday because we used it a little bit That's to, right. to, to play Splatoon. Needless so. to say, it hasn't had a great response. No. Um, and when we were using that, I feel like a lot of the complaints are fair. Um, but yeah, we can talk about it more on Thursday. Absolutely. So following reports from IGN about the possibility or lack thereof of Kingdom Hearts 3 coming to Switch, mm-hmm. Tetsuya Nomura uh, clarified in Famitsu that when speaking with IGN, he didn't specifically call out the Switch, but merely said that they are focused on the announced platforms and that any other platforms wouldn't be considered until afterward. Basically, he wanted to make it very clear that we shouldn't expect a Switch port anytime soon. Uh, which I think was the message we got. Loud. We booed him last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, think, I think we got the message. That's right. This week's boo goes to my Nintendo rewards. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> boo. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns Amiibo functionality was detailed. I'm going to let you cover this because you're a little more versed in Amiibo than I am. Sure. So the 3DS game will support all four Metroid Amiibo, including the Samus and Zero Suit Samus from the Smash Brothers Amiibo set, um, which is good. I've got both of those, and I've got the other two uh, waiting for me, probably from Walmart.com. I should see if that order has been canceled. Um, So each one of them, uh, you can tap to uh, activate a reserve tank uh, of some kind, the Samus um, from Smash Brothers is a missile reserve. Zero Suit gives um, like an energy tank. The uh, Samus for um, from this series activates a um, Aeon reserve tank, which is the sort of like special energy that Samus uses. And tapping the Metroid will give you a uh, marker on your map of the nearest Metroid that you need to take out. In addition to that, all four of them have um, like post-game functionality. Uh, that you can tap after you've completed the game. Usually it's to unlock um, either like a, the sound test mode so you can listen to all the music or some art galleries. The Metroid, when you tap it, will access fusion mode, 
which is a higher difficulty level that you play with the fusion suit from Metroid Fusion. Uh, so it sounds like a master quest of sorts um, with just the uh, with just the Metroid amiibo. So are we giving our what would be the opposite of like boo uh, like our moo of the week? We can give our moo of the week. Are we to... our moo of the week goes to Metroid Samus Returns amiibo functionality? A moo moo. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean it's that's pretty good amiibo functionality. It sounds like um you know nothing too substantial, with the exception of that uh fusion mode. Like that seems. I'm gonna get the amiibo, but like, <laughs> I if if I weren't going to get the amiibo, I would kind of be a little bit disappointed that that. I was gonna say, is this included. one of the first times the Nintendo has locked like a mode like this behind amiibo? Uh, so the original Splatoon locked the like challenge version of all the single player um levels behind uh the amiibo so sort of that oh okay um but i think i think that's the that's the only other example i can think of the one thing that i do like about this is that each like you were saying each of the amiibo has its own function whereas mm-hmm. a lot of times i especially recent like with breath of the wild and some other games i feel like it's like any of these amiibos will unlock Right. This stuff. Any amiibo is Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, since I am getting the Metroid amiibo, if you want to tap it into yours and get the uh, fusion mode once you beat the game, you are welcome to it. Of oh, course. yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you're playing Ultra Street Fighter 2 on Switch and feel there are uh, neither enough... Sh- Solo characters. Wait, what? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wrote this one. <laughs> Let me just read it. Okay, yeah, there you <laughs> go. If you're playing Ultra Street Fighter 2 on Switch and feel that there are neither enough Shadow characters nor enough evil versions of existing characters, Capcom has revealed that Shin Akuma is playable in the game. Um, you don't need to do anything to unlock him. There's no, like, feats you need to accomplish, but there is some weird stuff you need to do on the character, um, like, the character select screen to actually get him. <laughs> you go let me walk you through it uh you go to select uh ryu uh and then back out of it then you go to ken and you select him you go to costume number nine back out of that Saget, costume number eight back out m bison costume number seven back out then go to the random there's like a random space which is a question mark and push l and r at the same time then and only then will shin akuma become available and playable for you is that supposed to be fun Doing that? Yeah. So it is a little bit. <laughs> it felt very like 90s fighting game to me to do that. Was it something that w- has been there all this time? And I they're just now are like, really, or was there like an update to the game? I, or don't, I don't, I do not know, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just, uh, he's basically just a more powerful version of Akuma. Gotcha. A little bit of Nintendo adjacent news, but relevant to our interests in video games and comic books. Sega and Archie Comics announced the end of their 24-year partnership, which means the end of Archie-published Sonic Comics. Uh, they are ending on, like, part three of a four-part story arc. Oh, no way. So <laughs> yeah. they're, like, really, like... Hard stop, yeah. That's interesting. I mm-hmm. wonder what happened to make it end like that. Um, but IDW has picked up the license, illustrating basically what a powerhouse IDW has become in the past few years, especially when it comes to these like licensed titles. Uh, yeah, and not just like a powerhouse in that like they are selling pretty well, but um, I feel like IDW is better with their licensed material than any, basically any other publisher, um, really putting in the hard work and having good art and good stories. 
Um, I love the Ninja Turtle series coming out of IDW. Um, but they've got a bunch of other good stuff too. Well, what I thought was interesting was that as soon as the end of Son of Sega and Archie's relationship was <laughs> I'm sure that's a fanfic <laughs> oh, somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> but as soon as the end of their relationship was announced, there was a little bit of time before the new publisher there was announced. Yeah, just a couple days. Yeah, but in that time, most people were speculating they'd immediately go to IDW, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a real bellwether to the current state of other like indie publishers at this time. Like there was no question they were they going to go to Dark Horse? Were they going to go? You yeah, know, like it, there was I mean, never like really going to go to Image. It doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it needs to have some like uh, steward of of the intellectual property. Um, it, it's interesting that they're leaving Archie. Um, just because like. Archie Comics has done so much internal rebranding in the last couple uh, years, um, you know, with Riverdale and um, Afterlife with Archie and the uh, the relaunched Sabrina and even like the relaunched all of like the Archie uh, comics themselves, Archie and Jughead uh, and all of those um, that they could just like relaunch Sonic under that like more careful, smarter banner that they're doing. But well, now that you said, I mean, 24 years is a really long time, too. Yeah. So now that you said that they're ending it, like, in the middle of an arc, I wonder if they were in contract negotiations to extend the license that somehow fell apart. Yeah, sure. So um, one or both parties is being a little bit vindictive. Yeah, it's got to just be a money thing, right? Yeah. That either IDW was like, yeah, we'll we'll pay you more for the, the Sonic license, but we need it now or, or, or something. Yeah. So pretty interesting finally actor harvey atkin passed away this past week from cancer he was the voice of king koopa in three different mario animated series in the 80s and 90s the only actor to reprise his role in every series atkin was involved with the super mario brothers super show the adventures of super mario brothers 3 and the new super mario world series uh that's sad not great series but that's sad (laughs) all right mark let's move out of the news All right, that's going to wrap it up for the news-focused episode here of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you if you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or in real life. Uh, it doesn't matter how little reach you think you have. It means a lot to us. You can follow us on Twitter at Nincart Society. Uh, check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions uh, about IDW and comic books, you can check out our reviews and discussions on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can find more of Ape at Betty's music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying moo. Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network? Hi, guys. I'm Julia Meltzer. I want to tell you about my show on the What's a Creative Network. It's called Honey. Um, On Honey, I interview real couples about how they fight, what they fight about, how they got over it. It's basically like if you've ever seen a couple almost get into a fight at a dinner party or something, and you wish you could be like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, like, what is that really about? 
Um, that's the conversation we get to have on Honey. Um, so check us out. Uh, subscribe to Honey on the What's a Creative Network. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Honey with Julia. We're on Facebook at Honey with Julia Meltzer. And I hope to be seeing you soon.